Ciao, hi. This is Kerry Tennis. It's uh, Thursday, January 14th, 2020. And I'm here in Castiglione Fiorentino, still recovering from my bout with uh, COVID-19, my five weeks in the hospital, and my surgery, but feeling much stronger. And I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. And uh, I'm walking around and... Um, I feel like I should have a full recovery, though. Who knows what other damage the virus has done? It's quite a, uh, um, you know, I would say ambitious, quite an ambitious, clever, determined virus. And it uh, loves to get in all the organs and wreak havoc. So who knows? But so far, so good. I'm actually feeling really good today, really good. So, um, however, the topic is the enormous despair that many people are feeling about the future and the overwhelming sense of confusion and shock and horror that, uh, well, we're all feeling, and we're all feeling it, and how do we deal with it? How do we deal with it differently? Myself, I'm I'm lucky in a way because I'm somewhat detached, just my personality. I've always been this way. I've always been a boy standing apart, looking at others, looking at the world and not quite um, being plunged. I'm not an emotional person, really. I'm a, I'm a creature of the imagination. I can inhabit the emotions of others. I can fully understand what it feels like. And yet... I've always had that ability to step back ever since I was a child, to step back and view the things around me as, um, as, as somewhat, somewhat detached. Part of this has to do with some kind of um, metaphysical faith I've always had, just the ability to live in another world, which might be at times unhealthy. The, uh, capacity to live in a, a fantasy world or the the desire to live in a fantasy world or the the inability to face reality and I know that that has been a character flaw and it's led me to many uh, behaviors that are are potentially deadly and at the at the worst just not productive anything that'll take me out of this world into another world of my imagining. But as I sit at the breakfast table and listen to my wife talk about the enormous despair that she senses on the street and in her own heart a, a feeling that if the world is going to be like this forever, it's almost not worth living if, if the world must be this world of hiding and isolation and fear that every person you see on the street may be a potential death sentence and that every contact could be uh, the beginning of, of the end of uh, infection, sickness, pneumonia, death, alone in a hospital. Such terrifying, terrifying images haunt us I myself, I myself have been through five weeks of hospitalization 
in a bed, being given oxygen, being uh, treated like an invalid. And at times during my hospitalization, I had psychotic episodes where I genuinely was living in a, a world of fantasy that I thought was real. And it was so real that even now, my memories of that time include these psychotic delusions that feel as real to me as if uh, I had actually physically experienced them. So I'm, I'm uh, on the other side of it, I guess. I'm living in a state of profound gratitude, profound gratitude that I've been granted more life and that I have a future to look forward to in which I'll be uh, a functioning person. So I'm in a profoundly different situation than those who have not contracted the disease. But I thought to myself, for all those who are feeling this, what help is there out there and I, I found a lot of sites on the web, which I hope to uh, put on my the, the, the text version of this, you know, which is completely different because I'm, I'm speaking off the cuff right now. I'm not reading from anything. A brief survey of material on the web shows there are many, many useful-looking um, techniques. And so I'm not going to try to repeat that. I spent a few days thinking about what can I offer to the person who feels like they're at the end of the rope, they've reached the edge. And I realized that drawing from personal experience, I I really don't 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 have anything because my situation is different. And even such a far fetched idea as you know, suggesting that one imagine that one has already had the COVID disease and has survived it and is now looking at how to go forward with life. I don't have any faith that anything I might suggest would help, but I do know that on the web and in the psychological literature, there's a ton of useful, practical knowledge. The whole discipline of cognitive therapy, for instance, um, that teaches us to be wary of global thoughts, of thoughts that uh, lead us only to despair. And there's an enormous uh, resource out there. And so I guess the only helpful thing I can say is uh, please avail yourself of it. Please avail yourself, even especially if you're not a, you know, a psychological, psychological type. Like my wife, for instance, has um, a profound ability to uh, live her life and manage her own affairs and is not a big fan of, of psychological techniques. And I, I, I understand that there are many people who have the inner resources to cope with life without resort to, um, 
you know, psychological techniques. So if you're one of those people, more power to you. Uh, if, if, however, you've benefited from psychological interventions or therapy or techniques or reading books um, that give you techniques for managing your own tendency toward despair and depression, well, hey, go for it. Dig in. Um, double up on it. You know, double up on all that helpful material. It might save your life. The one thing I do keep coming back to is this phenomenon of gratitude, which in my case is easy enough to uh, find because of my actual good fortune, that I actually have survived, that I actually am on the mend, that I have found myself living in a country that is full of wonder and beauty and kindness and craziness and ineptitude and um, thievery and all these other things combined. Uh, a country whose government uh, today looks like it's falling apart again, whose uh, you know, former Prime Minister Renzi has decided to uh, upend the current government, uh, who is widely seen a, now as, as, well, he's a, one newspaper called him widely despised. Um, but I am living in a little house in the middle of a medieval town, a walled town near like a stone's throw, a quick walk from the site of the uh, Etruscans who lived here in this very spot uh, 500 years uh, B.C. And I don't have any financial worries anymore. I retired. I live on very little money here in this Italian town. I could not possibly survive on Social Security in the United States, especially not in the Bay Area. But here, with the uh, money we received by selling our house in San Francisco, we were able to buy a little house free and clear. And so uh, one reason I'm not depressed is I'm not living with that awful fear of bankruptcy, of medical bills, because all the medical treatment I've received here in Italy has been free. And if you think about five weeks in a hospital with all the care that I received in America, it could be a crushing blow financially. It could be bankrupting. It could mean the loss of everything. So to, con to consider that, you know, is, is to remind me of the pressures, the real pressures on people that how can you expect to cure um, these material conditions with a set of mantras and psychological adjustments? 
They're not psychological problems. The fears, the poverty, the isolation that so many millions of Americans are living with, those are not, those are not psychological problems. Those are material problems that can only be solved through political solutions, material solutions. My own depression after my surgery in 2009, I see now, was was because of material conditions. My fears were real. My deprivations were real. And um, so to adjust to those things, to adjust to them and not to become depressed or succumb to despair is nearly impossible. Whereas here, I'm now recovering um, and I'm full of hope. I'm full of hope because despite Italy's financial troubles, it is a deeply compassionate country, and it's one founded on faith and dignity. And the Catholic Church, which is so disparaged in uh, my circles, in intellectual liberal left circles, it it is an outgrowth of something else, something deep uh, in the people themselves, a regard for the human spirit and a regard for each other, a compassion, a charity that is deep within the people and is not, it's not from top down. It's not like the Pope says, you know, you should be thus, you should be thus, and people do it. This, this quality that I find in the Italian people is an everyday quality. It's something that that is nourishing every day on the street, in every transaction, every interaction. There is something, some spirit in the Italian people that is lacking in American culture as far as I had uh, experienced it and for my whole life. Um, money, for one thing, is not not the controlling uh, aspect here. Transactions between people, interactions between people, the quality of that interaction is paramount. And the exchange of money is something that's left for the last. It takes a lot of getting used to, I'll tell you. It takes a lot of getting used to because we Americans are all about the bill. We're all about paying up. Pay up, you pay up, I pay up, we're done. We're done, that's it. In Italy here, the personal interaction is the thing. The money the money is something we'll get to later. And that, that's, it's a beautiful thing. And it's profoundly different and it takes a lot of getting used to. A lot of getting used to. Because we're all about the money. What about the money? What about the money? Who do I pay? Who do I pay? Who pays me? Who owes me what? It's different here. I can't finish up today without mentioning the craziness that's happening 
in the United States. And let me just say briefly how how the situation is likely to affect somebody in a kind of a um, deeper emotional way. Uh, for me, anyway, the feeling that those around me have gone insane, that's frightening. And that seems to be what the believers in the conspiracy theories have have done. They, they're operating in another universe in which all the trusted, agreed-upon protocols that we've learned in school, the scientific method, evidence-based reasoning. Um, there, there are people, many, many people in the United States now, apparently living in a world in which those qualities don't exist or they aren't paramount, they're not reasonable people. And that is frightening. That is frightening to realize that you might be um, subject to crazy people, that crazy people might be running things, that they might decide you belong in jail. Why? Because of some crazy fantasy. But who cares? If crazy people have power, they can put you in jail, they can try you, they can execute you, they can eliminate you. That's frightening. That is frightening. And I think that underneath the current um, conflicts and craziness and the insane uh, insurrection, the violent and crazy events in the capital, they're, they're shocking in their physicality, but also what's underneath that? I think what really frightens us is this idea that um, crazy people could hold all the power and the innocent among us, despite our protests of innocence, despite our insistence on the rule of law, that a capricious and mentally unstable group or leader could determine our fate, could lock us up, could disappear us, that we, American society, American government, is in danger of descending into some unimaginable horror. That's a drag, and that's really hard to live with. And those of us who saw the rise of the right wing as, as you know, something small that would remain small, um, we're shocked. And I'm a little ashamed myself that I hadn't really fully taken into account the proliferation and the um, way that the president used his power to stir this up and make it a mass movement. Um, I just share with everyone else the shock, and I only suggest that in addition to the news itself, which is troubling, there is that uh, sort of deeper archetypal
uh, influence on us that that awakens awakens primal fears, regardless of how we uh, how we figure out how to seize power and maintain it and maintain law and order in the country. There's that primal fear that some some crazy person could come along and chop our heads off, you know? I think within us we all have that um, archetypal, we have the archetypal fear, the fear of the savage, the fear of, of the bear, the wild animal, the fear of being devoured, the fear of being attacked or dismembered, these terrible, terrible, nightmarish fears. I imagine some of them are being uh, awakened. Awakened, and if, if, if we fully recognize that, that, oh, this is events, current events are seeping into the dream world and igniting and inciting uh, all these, these uh, you know, archetypal fears. If we recognize that, might make it easier to get through the day and to focus on, yeah, 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 I know, I'm, I'm dreaming of being devoured by a, a bear. But in reality, we have a government to maintain control of. We have all these institutions that we need to strengthen. And we have um, many... Uh, people who must be apprehended and prosecuted. And we have a new government that must be able to come into power and function. So, wow, okay. I did not quite know how I would proceed this morning because I couldn't really, I couldn't really write with any fluency. So I'm grateful, I'm grateful for this opportunity to simply speak because, well, like I say, writing is very lonely and um, taxing uh, activity. And I am nowhere near 100% in terms of energy. Writing, the brain, the thinking, oh my God, the thinking that it takes. I, I just, oh God, it's so exhausting to think. I'd rather just speak. And perhaps you'd rather just listen. I don't know. I, I haven't done any research on who's really listening. Um, I do get many, many responses and replies, but um, I'm doing this on faith, you know. I'm just, speaking, I'm just speaking out to the world on faith that there are ears there. There are ears that are picking this up like some faint radio signal from another planet. So that's it for me. That's, um, by my count, almost 25 minutes. And um, I'm not going to edit this. You know, I can go through these podcasts and I can edit and tighten and edit and tighten. And it's an exhausting process. So 
I'm just going to relax and let this whole thing pretty much run as I just spoke it, as I just followed my own feelings and and thoughts. And, and I must say, my own feelings and thoughts are very intense right now that um i've been in i've been in tears um i've been uh many many emotions and as as have you as have you as have we all so good luck i will be here and i will be thinking of you and i will be praying i do pray a great deal i spend a great deal of time in meditation and prayer to what i will probably never know what it is that i'm praying to i certainly have never defined it but uh i know it's there and i spend a lot of time in that uh, silent metaphysical discourse so it's the only way to get through a day so that's me lucky dude basically alive recovering happy to be living in italy safe and sound i wish you the best and i'll make another of these podcasts next week ciao